your boy none other the most lovable person you'll ever meet mr evo aka the fluffy fella uh you know it's been a minute you know a lot has been going on life has been good god has been good i have been really enjoying this transitional period that i'm going through um there is a pandemic going on if you guys didn't uh, recognize it it's been very 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 rough in some situations um it has not been the most enjoyable part of this uh development process that i'm going through but i mean it's god has sustained that's all i can say god has kept me and and he's allowed me to push through some things and and develop into some things and and really just become a better man i feel like i'm becoming a better man a better person a lot of things that i've wanted to do i'm starting to do um, I started doing some, you know, a little bit of amateur male modeling, you know, um, I went and got a new hairstyle, something I never thought I would do that um, someone close to me a while ago was like, yo, you should do this hairstyle. And I was like, I bet I'll try it. But, you know, uh, finally did it after years of if some, you know, hearing that. And then finally I did it and I was like, oh, snap, I actually like it. So um, just a lot's been going on, man, a lot. And um I'm excited. I'm excited to see where things go. So um, just to give you a quick breakdown, you know, if you don't remember who I am, once again, I am Mr. Evo, the fluffy fella. Um, uh, Special announcement as well. I am no longer the king of the thirst trap. Uh, I have definitely retired that. Uh, And let me tell you why I retired it. So a lot of it was the creation of the thirst trap came and this is before everybody got really hopped on this bandwagon because i mean i really feel like um as much as you know a lot of people say this but i feel like i was a pioneer in that area because i was talking about thirst traps and putting thirst trap pictures up before anybody else that i knew was thirst trap thirst trap thursdays was my agenda in the beginning of 2019 so and then the towards the middle and end of 2019 thirst traps became huge so i was a i think i was before that wave but anyway um it was really just you know a little experiment that went a little too far a little too long and it 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 died out and i needed to die it out so um i will always be king of the petty because those who know me know i can be extremely petty um but uh the thirst trap is dead and gone you know that's something i'm retiring um i feel like it's i feel like a different mature man where i'm not out trying to set traps i'm trying to really be how do you say i want to i want to be intentional with my actions now um because i've learned consequences of being a jerk <laughs> or trying to be a thirst trap king and 
It's just, it, there are people that you hurt. You hurt yourself. You can destroy your image. It can be funny for a little while, but after a certain time, it becomes annoying. So that is something that I've dropped this, moving forward the rest of this year. Um, but I will always be Mr. Deep Voice. I'll always be the poet. And I'll always be the smooth-talking, heavy-set fellow over there. You know what I mean? That That's going to be me. But anyway, <clears throat> but I'm back. I took a little break because there's a lot of stuff going on. I was into it. I had a horrible car accident where somebody destroyed my vehicle while I was at a parked. Uh, I, was par- I was stopped, not parked. I was stopped at a stoplight. Um, and then um, I just had some bodily in- uh, stuff that's affected me since that. So, um, But God's good. I'm here. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Um, and I want to get back to something that I know a lot about and I'm well versed in and I don't sound like I'm being conceited when I'm talking about it um so because you know my first thing was you know we talked about the boo the bay and the wifey and that was a very hypocritical not hypocritical let me take that back sorry it wasn't hypocritical the right word was chauvinist pig uh or over cocky um or overconfident um when I talked about that um so let me talk about some relationship stuff that I really do know about um, from the male perspective. And this is the male perspective. This has nothing to do with, with females. And I, what I'm going to do is hopefully soon I have a couple of people lined up that I want to bring on with me to have uh, some segments so we can really get into the he said, she said aspect of relationships. And so uh, I want to talk about myself for a little bit. I really want to uh, be as transparent and open and honest about you. Um, We've had a lot of things come up recently in the world. Um, We've talked about the famous word of entanglement. There's been, um, you know, all these different things that about the, you know, the Me Too movement and um, just a lot of, you know, Terry Crews and his whole uh, sexual situation. Like, We've had a lot go on um, and a lot of things that that have been detrimental to the growth of people in relationships. So um, let me just hit on a few things and give you my perspective and hopefully you'll laugh at me. Hopefully you won't want to choke me out. But, um, you know, the the, the first thing that I want to say is that my perspective has changed because my relationship with God has immensely changed. Um, My relationship has changed and understanding and growing and a lot of things that I did before I got I got to a point where I was so tired of it that I had to just be real about it and be like yo that wasn't you you're not made that way you tried to make yourself built that way but that's just not you um so yeah it's uh it's been a, a different roller coaster but it's all good um anyway so Let's start here. Um, to be transparent, 100% honest, um, there have been situations that I have put myself in involving relationships um, in the past that were more beneficial for me than for the other party. And I've learned that... That type of manipulation and persuasion and just outright being a jerk was not okay. 
So, you know, so the first thing that I had to do was understand, okay, why were you a jerk? Like, why were you that dude? And it was a hard conversation to talk about uh, with myself because you, t- the one person that you should be honest with that you never are is yourself. Um, you, you will not be honest with yourself because you know you, you at that point in time become aware of your actions. Um, even though you were aware of them in the first place, but you actually have to verbally acknowledge them to yourself. And that's like, dude, like, yo, we went over this in your head. You know, I told you that you're going to do X, Y, Z. This is how it's going to benefit you. We're not worried about nobody else. This is just about you and getting what you want. And the consequences don't really matter because we need this right now. And you have that conversation with yourself. You're like, you know, I know I shouldn't do this, but you know, it's so good. It's it's awesome. Let me, you know, let me call this person. I know that they're going to be available. I know that they'll, you know, make time for me. And I know that they'll be able to. Now, listen, I know I'm having these conversations, so I know y'all are. If you don't talk to yourself about this kind of stuff, then I'm, I'm really not sure what your conscience looks like. Um, because at that point, now, I've been there where I didn't have the conversations at all, so I know my conscience wasn't even alert or aware or cared. Like, I just want to do what I want to do and get, you know, be happy about it. Um, but there comes a time when you have to, like, really question, like, yo, like, oh, son, like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Why are you willing to hurt somebody else so you feel better? Like, what the... And, and, and yeah, listen, if you don't curse at yourself or curse in your own head... I don't care how saved and sanctified you are. If you don't question your motives, uh, then you, we got bigger problems. Uh, so anyway, but that's, that was it. Like, you know, like I really had to question my motives. Why did I start the podcast in the first place? Why was I a part of a podcast? What, what was I expecting to get? Like, was I expecting to get people in the inbox sliding in the DMs trying to, you know, holler at your boy? You know what I mean? Like, was I really trying to be a TLC song and be a creep? You know what I'm saying? Just creeping on the down low? Like, what was it I was trying to do? Like, what was my motives? And I had to really address them. I had to really, like, question some things and question the people that I was dealing with and why I was dealing with them and why I even allowed them to be a part of my life. Because this is the thing. Some people aren't supposed to be in your life. You may not like that. But that's the truth. We hear it all the time. The Maya Angelou things. You know, like, you you just, you know who's supposed to be there. And when they show you them true selves, then believe it. But we don't want to hear that. I I know I don't want to hear that story. I mean, if you're going to buy me lunch every day and take me shopping and spoil me and I don't have to be the title of your man, then shoot. Let me keep on riding that train uh, with no questions asked, no motive behind it. You know what I mean? Like, the worst I got to do is hang out with you for a few hours every once in a while. Okay, no problem. You know, like, I could do that. Like, with no motion involved at all. Um, And that's scary, though. Like, we're like, oh, my gosh. Ladies. Uh, fellas like anybody I, if you listen to this podcast and you have experienced that where you were like listen I like you I think you cool you real dope but we can do this two days two ways two ways two ways two days days whatever we can do this two ways the first way being that you know 
I can give you the emotion that you want and I can give you the affection that you need, but just understand that it's going to be a limited availability of that option. Or the second option is I can give you no emotion, no attachment. We can have a good time. You don't have to never tell nobody about me. I could be your, you know, your little, what's that song? You're my little secret. Yeah, I could be your little secret. We could, we could just keep it on low. Nobody has to know. And we have fun. Like, now, if you have not had that conversation with somebody before, or you have not had that conversation in your head before, before you approach somebody, I salute you. I clap my hands to you right now. And I'm like, okay, you got that, bravo. But that wasn't me. That that wasn't my MO. Because my MO was I'm gonna get what I want when I want it and keep on moving and call it a day. Like I wasn't worried about nobody else because it was me and me. Me, me, me. Me, myself and I. We was the crew. You know, whatever I wanted, I I would figure out a way to get it. And so, you know, you go through this whole process of growing up and developing and then um you you know, people always say, Well, would you want your daughter to deal with that? Like truthfully, I expect my daughter's going to probably deal with the same jerks that I was because we all tend to flow to even in in not knowing that we flow to what we have lived with or experienced or been around. So um, like my child right now is giving her the hardest time today. I'm telling you, like I love her, but like I miss the days when she used to like really want to be up under me and watch TV or be like, hey, dad, I want to watch this. And, and you know, I, I miss those. She wouldn't just, you know. It was daddy daughter time. Like I missed that. Go to the park and laugh and giggle and and you know just enjoy ourselves and make sure you know I was one of those dads that was like super overprotective and make sure you know she didn't hurt herself and you know I was I was very safe. That was a safe dad. But you know I love love my daughter and now she's at this these teenage now she's fifteen and it's like I literally was downstairs watching TV and I put on something that I thought we both would like. And this chick goes and sits on the stairs, which is her one of her favorite spots. And then next thing I know, she's going upstairs. I'm like, oh, you leaving me? She was like, no, I'm just going to drop this off. She ain't never come back. She she left me. So I, then she comes downstairs. I gave her a hard time. I was like, yo, what happened to the days where you just want to sit downstairs with your dad and just love on him and watch TV? Like, like what, where did the love go? Like, it just changed overnight. What's going on? So then I come upstairs to my room, and so I just said, hey, I'm, I'm upstairs now. Tell me why this chick went back downstairs so she could watch what she want to watch. Like, she just dipped. You know how that makes me feel? I try not to cry, but she be hurting my feelings. I don't know what to do. You know, we just got to, it's, it's just one of those things I got to get over. But <clears throat> truth be told. I have a fear, just like most fathers who have daughters have a fear, is that she's going to wind up being with somebody as sneaky and conniving as you are. Can I just be honest about that? Can I be honest that even though I'm overprotective, I fear that <clears throat> no matter all the any of the protection that I'm doing, is going to safeguard her from her heart being broken. <clears throat> now, don't get it twisted. My daughter is cutthroat. 
Now, I don't know if y'all met my child, but anybody that knows my child knows my child is very cutthroat. Uh, I think she gets that from her cousins because they're cutthroat. You know, she also might get that from me too, but, I think but maybe that's a family trait. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, when it comes to relationships, I was very conniving, manipulative, persuasive, um, using and abusing. And I don't mean abusing in a physical way or um, verbal or anything like that. I did play mind games. Um, probably was the king of mind games. But anyway, so my thing was I didn't want to communicate. Like, this is what I would tell them. <clears throat> Lord forgive me for giving up some of the game that I'm giving right now. But uh, I just feel like I might as well be honest and transparent. Because it's not a game anymore. But it was a game at the time. And I did use this a lot to my benefit. So, yeah. But I've always hit them with the whole... You know, I think communication is key to any relationship. I think we should talk a lot about a lot of things. And I feel like, you know... If you're upset or I'm upset, that we should talk about it. Like, that's the way to, to think, to fix things. And I'd say this with the straightest face and the most compassion. And I would make you feel like, yo, he's serious. But in reality was, I was trying to break the wall down so I can get to where I need to get to. Now, if there's any other people out in the world that understand this, I mean, I hope that you are... Uh, not that way anymore. But for me, like, that's something I had to do. Like, I had to really assess this thing and really figure out what I was doing. So I felt like it was honest. It's time for me to be transparent about me as a man because in today's society, a lot of stuff that we as men are dealing with. <clears throat> let me let me rewind that. And, and maybe you will hear what I'm saying. The reason why we respond the way that we respond and do some of the things that we do is because of some of the emotional struggles that we have to go through on a daily basis. And it is extremely hard for us to explain and share what emotions we are going through and how we how or what we need to help us through that situation. Case in point. <clears throat> I am a six foot, 300 plus pound black man living in the South. Now, mind you, I work a government job that if I told you what I did, you'd probably not want to hang out with me or you'd ask a million and one questions. And so um, my job is... You know, it's, I feel like it's important. It allows my county that I work in to function. So anyway, I don't have... A, so my daily fears are this. Well, let me, let me, let me start with this first fear. Or first, first problem of emotions that I have to deal with. And that's anger. So the other day... Um, so I lost my identification card, my ID, my driver's license. And so I ordered a new one. <clears throat> now, I ordered a new one. And where I live, somebody actually broke into our uh, mailbox. So our mailbox is destroyed. So the only way to get mail is to go to the post office. 
So when you go to the post office, the only way to get your mail is for you to show your ID with your address on it. Well, Jamont doesn't have an ID with his address on it because Jamont is waiting for his ID with his address to come in through the U.S. Postal Service, who requires him to have an ID with his address on it to get his mail. So when I get there, um, the first couple of times they didn't give me a problem because I explained to him what the situation is. So this time I went on Saturday and I went to go get some mail because I was waiting on a check and I went up there. I took my work ID that has my name, my face and the department that I work in. And I took it up there because I didn't have anything that had my because anything else that had my name and address on it was just either a bill or um, my information from college, all kinds of stuff. That's it. But nothing that actually had an ID that with it. So so I go up there and it's the same guy. And of course, he's not a brother. And he's like, listen, I let you get it last time, but I can't get it for you anymore without your ID. And I said to him and I said this with a mask on because I'm very I definitely believe in wearing your mask wherever you go. So I said this with a mask. I said, listen, I can't give you an identification because I had to order a new driver's license because I don't have it. And the only way that I'm going to be able to give you my identification is to see if it came in in the mail yet. So we can go around in circles and you can tell me you're not going to get my mail. But this is the thing. You're holding up me getting my driver's license to show you who I am. And so I had to get firm, but I got up. I was upset because it's like everything that I do that is right. I'm being penalized for. And as much as people say, well, it's not a black and white thing. And I get that. And I understand your perspective of it. But when we are always constantly as black men challenged. When we're doing everything that's right, everything on me is legal. Everything that I own is legal. When I have, you know, I have a pistol. I have a legal pistol. I do all these things that I have are legal and I do it. But I'm always questioned. And we as black men are tired of being questioned. We're tired of always having to prove ourselves wrong. I mean, prove ourselves right. You always prove us wrong. You always claim that we're wrong before we even do anything. Because I really guarantee and I really feel like this, that if any one of my white neighbors, because there's not many of us black people in this area, so they know, and, and it's not like this post office doesn't know that we all pick up our mail, but if it was any of these other white people in my neighborhood would they have had the same problem as me? And I honestly feel that they, they wouldn't. And, and that's, that's, those are some of the frustrations that we deal with on a daily basis. And sadly, this is the sad part. Sadly, we take it out on our black brothers and sisters. We don't take it out on those who, who have served us injustice. We take it out on the ones who are most important to us and who care about us and who and who really want to see us succeed. We take it out on them before we take it out on anybody else. I mean, I think about the whole Nick Cannon situation. Why is he upset? Why is he mad that the black black culture didn't stand behind him? Because he did everything right. He apologized, not for what he said, but to the group that he offended. And, and we still hung him out to dry. We're talking about a staple in, the, a staple in black, the black community who, honestly, if you think about it, 
Nick Cannon has probably put on more black people on TV, people who were on the come up, really blew up through him um, because of the avenues that he went through and, and allowed to open up for us. Like, come on, get out of here. So these are things that I'm just just really trying to, you know, work through. And I don't want them to affect my relationships with the opposite sex. And I feel like sometimes I just have to reel things in. And I'm just being honest with you, you know, like, you know. Now, now some of the stuff I said in Boo Bay and Wifey, y'all know was 100% accurate. And, and that's because y'all watch Cheaters and, you know, whatever. But, but if I'm going to be honest and really be a man who influences not only other men, but allow other women an aspect or, or an insight onto what I'm thinking as a black man. As a man, in period, that's what it is. Um, that's what this is for. So I don't use the manipulative ways any longer. I, I'm definitely working harder than ever to steer clear of that um, and not be that guy. Um, because, you know, the thing that really brought me to the manipulation, and honestly, if I'm going to be completely frank about it, was being rejected so much. The rejection that I received from females that I thought were worthy of me and I was worthy of them really brought me to the part of like, you know what? When you tell me no, and all I'm trying to do is be a good guy. All I'm trying to do is be nice, respectful, show some chivalry, and you just spit in my face and like you use me and treat me like I'm nothing. Like those are the type of situations that have influence me into using my persuasion to get what I want because I feel like well shoot if you're not going to value the nice guy in me then I should allow you to see part of the nice guy but give you the whole jerk and you know that that verbiage that went around for so long that women always love the bad guy like I feel like that is honestly it's not that it's not it's not that it's false but it is uh, partially correct. It's not that women are asking for it or desiring it or wanting it, but that is what we have presented. Um, look at Saved by the Bell, right? You got this really cool guy in Screech, who he may have not been the most attractive guy. He may have not been the you know the 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 hunk guy, or but he was intelligent. He was always sweet and he always took care of the ladies, uh, Lisa and all of them on the group. But they all either wanted Zach or Slater. Now, Zach was a straight douche. I mean, he had his sweet moments or whatever, but most of the time he was trying to get over on everybody and figure out a way that he can be, you know, that dude. And then Slater, he was just a big jock who was intelligent, but he was also manipulative. He was in this this uh, tug-of-war match with Zach. But then you have Screech, the guy who, at the end of the day, his personality and his intelligence are going to be what you know will require him to be loyal to you for the rest of your life. When he says he loves you, he loves you. Because there is no way in the world this man chased after Lisa for four years. He didn't chase after any other women. Even when there were episodes where the girls were throwing themselves on at him. 
he still wanted Lisa. Now tell me that ain't loyalty and honor and respect. Even this woman rejected him over and over and over again. But there came a point in time when Screech realized that he was more valuable than what she was willing to offer. And in that point in time, that's when he started to use his knowledge and wisdom to try to find somebody that really was going to love on him. I mean, it's just it's the art of war. I no longer am going to sit here and lie to you and be like, yo, when you rejected me, that hurt. I'm not going to, I can't be strong anymore and say, no, nah, I'm good. You good. You know, we still gonna be friends. Oh, I'm going to say it. Heck no. We can't be friends. Because I feel like you don't value me as much as I value you. And I don't think that you'd ever be loyal to me like I'd be loyal to you. And so, like I said, there became a point where I became manipulative and persuasive and try to get what I wanted to. But largely it was because of rejection. Because I was always a big kid. Um, I was smart, athletic. Um, I always thought I was, you know, handsome at least. I didn't think I was like the sexiest man alive. Not like I do now. I mean, I think I just look fine. But... That's just me, cause I if I don't I learn and I tell people this all the time if you don't love yourself then who's gonna love you? So I love I love on myself a lot. Like I think you know I look in the mirror I'm like dang bro like yo, you look good, because I wanna I wanna give affirm myself because if I have to wait on somebody else to affirm me, I might be waiting for a long time, cause y'all are some finicky people. Not just women, dudes too. Y'all brothers, you know we don't give each other enough respect. And be like, hey, bro, you did that. That's a dope outfit. Or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, yo, that word that you spoke, that really did something to me. Like, we are so not even close to affirming each other these days. And really, like, and I've been doing that a lot more lately. Like, um, just really affirming brothers that are doing something in this world positive, especially those who are promoting their women. Like, that, that, is, that is commendable. Because sometimes we get so lost in ourselves that we don't want to promote anybody else. We just want to promote ourselves. So, like, I love that. That is some stuff I can get behind. Um, and also, you know, like like I said, it's just, you know, I want to be honest and transparent about myself. And I, I've done some dirty stuff, like, the last couple of years, the last year. But really, I just want to be free. And free enough so that I can help somebody else see their errors of their way and move forward and be happy. So, you know, that's, that's my, you know, my time's pretty much almost up. I, I'm trying to only stick to like 30 minutes because I know my attention span's only like 30 minutes. And I, I sure as heck know that some of y'all's attention span's only 30 minutes. Um, but like I said, I'm going to have some more guests on. We're going to do some fun stuff. Um, I'm not going to always be serious and it, but I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to, to let you know, you know, I hope that y'all did listen to the last lap episode, last episode, because, Mark my words, the sweater vest is coming back. Mark my words. But yeah, overall, you know, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm excited, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't wait to be able to really just, you know, share some more things in depth that I've um overcome and where I'm going and what's what's happening. Cause listen, it's my season. Like, I don't know about you, but this is my season. I, I'm praying that it's your season as well. I'm praying that you're claiming that it's your season, that you know who you are and understand who you are and develop who you are. And then all these nitty gritty 
things that you were dealing with before gone, just wiped away, and you're happy, and you're living fully and fulfilled, man. And then, and that's my purpose. That's my hope. That's my desire. And then that's, that's what I hope your purpose is too, is just to see yourself grow better than ever before. But like I said, I don't want to go too far over. But my time is up. Um, I almost did it like a church thing. I said, oh, my time is up. I thank you for yours. No, I'm joking. Um, but, yo, this is the fluffy fellow, Mr. Evo. You can find me on all my social networks by looking up Mr. Evo underscore 84. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, we got it popping, man. Uh, look at some of the pictures that I post on Instagram. Like I said, I don't, I, I'm, I'm doing this male modeling thing. You know, I'm trying something different. I'm trying to expose myself more, man. I got, I got connected. I mean, there's some big stuff coming up. Listen, if you're not following me and you're not on this wave now, don't come looking for me when I'm up on, you know, on TV, making this money, right? Getting these checks, these coins, this bag is going to be fully loaded. So don't come to me like, hey, can I borrow? Nah, bro, I didn't see you like any of my stuff like two years ago or a year ago when I was blowing up. Like, where was you at? Don't come to me now. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't even think about it. Sorry. So get on this wave now. You know what I'm saying? understand this wave is moving very quickly but this is the fluffy fellow i hope that you have a fantastic night after you listen to or day after you listen to so whatever whatever time that you listen to this i hope right after that that you have a fantastic moment in life and that you're inspired and just understand that we are kings and queens in this weird world and we are just trying to grow even better build this world the way it needs to be built and destroy the powers that are trying to keep us down and locked in this bondage. So, have a great night. Holla at you later. Deuce. Have a fantastic life on purpose.